and welcome to another edition of the Tinker Time Podcast. I am your host, Regan Yant. With me as always, Asher Curzon. Asher, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. I'm on vacation. It's a little rainy here in Central Florida, but I'm happy to be on with you. Well, good. I'm glad it's raining. Um, to, so you're trying to rub it in that you're on vacation with me. So. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's nice of you. Not well, the intention at it, all. I hope, it, I hope it rains all weekend. Yeah, you know, have, have that, is, that is mean. <laughs> have a good time. I hope it rains. Just kidding. Hope you're I having know. a good time, buddy. And I'm glad I'm glad you took the time to be with me tonight. Of course. All right. So, um, obviously, this is our second uh, second episode of the Tinker Time podcast. And um, last week we gave you our first ones, and we had a, I had quite a few hits, a couple misses. Um, we were both wrong, big time wrong on a few. <laughs> um, and uh, if, if you want to look at how we did, or how I did at least, anyways, um, I do the every uh, every Tuesday on the on fakepigskin.com. I'm doing a write up called the Tinker Time Recap, and I'm kind of going over going over my picks to see uh, did I do a good job, did I give you guys good information, or did I just hack it and uh, give you guys a, a a bunch of crap? And then that way you guys don't have to attack me um, with comments or or, or on Twitter. Uh, you can, you know, I'm I'm giving my gi- giving you guys the freedom that uh, I'm going ahead and attacking myself, so you don't have to. So you're you're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, feel free to attack me on Twitter. I don't mind. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, without uh, further ado, let's go ahead and get into this. And uh, how about uh, you start this week with quarterbacks? Okay, All right, we're going to start with hot quarterbacks for the week. Uh, I've got Russell Wilson against uh, San Francisco at home. Big divisional game. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. I know they have two tough defenses, uh, but I like Wilson at home. Uh, number two, Michael Vick. He had a good showing last week against Washington on the road. I think that continues with San Diego coming across uh, the country for a 1 o'clock game. Eli Manning versus uh, his brother in New York. I think he, he was the third highest scoring quarterback last week. I think he's going to continue that trend. I've got Matt Stafford versus Arizona at four, and then Cam Newton with what should be a bounce-back game against Buffalo. I think he puts up big fantasy numbers for you. All right. Well, I agree with you with Michael Vick. Um, use him while he's hot, and I think you'll hear that a couple times tonight from us. Um, number one and two, I have uh, Vick at three, though. Numbers one and two, I got Peyton and Eli. Uh, you you like you said, that uh, Eli was the third scoring quarterback last week, and obviously Peyton was number one overall. And they love playing each other, and they love trying to show each other up. So I think uh, this game is going to be an absolute shootout, and I think it's going to be fireworks. And I think we're going to see a lot of offense. So if you got Peyton or Eli, get them in your lineups. If uh, you're lucky enough to be in a two quarterback league and uh, you got them both, <laughs> get ready for a good week. Um, I also have Drew Brees this week and Matt Ryan, and I think those two guys from the NFC South are going to light it up. By the way, if you uh, own those guys and you're looking at looking at previews of the other NFC South, uh, all of our NFC, all of our uh, previews for each division for fantasy relevant players went out on Friday evening, and they are all up on FakePigskin.com. Also, go give them a read. If you need to read up on anybody else and fantasy relevant players from any division in the league. So what do you got for uh, running backs? Uh, for running backs, PPR, and I will uh, eat crow on this one. Last week I told you to sit LaShawn McCoy on the road, and boy was I wrong. 
Uh, monster game from McCoy. <laughs> Therefore, uh, to redeem myself a little bit this week, and maybe you guys didn't listen to me, which was probably in your best interest. On McCoy last week, I've got McCoy as my number one PPR running back against San Diego coming across the U.S. Uh, for that game, I've got Forte against Minnesota at two. I've got Reggie Bush versus Arizona, and he looked phenomenal last week. Um, the whole offense looked rushing and offense looked great. They really used him and Bell pretty well. Uh, number four, like we said, use them while they're hot. Um, Darren McFadden against Jacksonville. I think he looked good despite a pretty bad offensive line and Terrell Pryor at quarterback. And number five for me, in what I hope is a redemption game for this guy, I hope he finally gets it, puts it together on the field. I've got Lamar Miller against the Colts. Uh, Colts don't have a, a, as stout a front seven as Cleveland did. Um, and watching the game, Miller was hit continually behind the line of scrimmage. Um, quick penetration, didn't really have a chance to hit the hole at all. Uh, look for a bounce back game from him this week and then over the next couple weeks as they play a inferior Run defenses, and that and that's not a homer pick, right? No, that is not. You, you probably had to spend a third or fourth round pick on the guy you want. I think you want him in your lineup. Okay, well, let's go. Number one, um, this guy will be my number one until uh, a leg falls off, and I'm pretty sure that uh, even with one leg, he could still go for about 85 and a touchdown. So Adrian Peterson is number one in standard scoring, and uh, if you are not starting him for any reason. I don't know why, but if you are not starting him for any reason, just give up this game now. Uh, number two, unfortunately, I have to pick Reggie Bush. I was actually, call, call me mildly impressed on what he did last week in, in his first game in Detroit, and I expect that um, to continue against Arizona. Uh, I, I do believe in the Arizona's run defense, but in the passing game, I was um, a little disappointed on how the linebackers uh, covered the middle of the field when they had to drop into coverage. I mean, obviously, everybody saw what Jared Cook did to them. Uh, number three, um, LaShawn McCoy, obviously. Uh, I wasn't like you and had him in the cold five. I did not have him in my hot five either, so at least I was somewhere in the middle there. I could lie to everybody and say he was six. And... Uh, Doug Martin this week against the New Orleans Saints. I think he's going to have a nice bounce back game. Obviously, with when those two teams get together, there could be some uh, some extended plays on the field. So I think he's going to get a, a bigger chance to make a bigger impact this week. And like you said, Darren McFadden is number five for the second week in the row, making my hot five list. Darren McFadden, use him while he is healthy. You know it's coming. Um, Get him in your lineup while he's still healthy because uh, you know the breakdown's going to come week 10, 11, 12-ish, give or take. Uh, so, yeah, he's got a good matchup against Jacksonville this week. And, um, yeah, he's in the top five again. Yeah, he will probably continue to be as long as he faces bad defenses and before he turns an ankle or a hemi or pulls a groin or, you know. or, 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 or. <laughs> or back spasms. Or, the list could go on indefinitely. Uh, so definitely, most definitely use him. Um, moving on to wide receivers for this week, I've got number one Julio Jones versus St. Louis. I know he's questionable. Um, I think if, if if he doesn't play, they're looking at Harry Douglas as their number one wide receiver. So I think Julio plays. We know Roddy White's out, uh, so the targets should come his way. I think he has a big game. Number two, I told you to sit this guy last week. I was wrong. He scored against. Uh, Seattle had a fairly decent game, so I think Steve Smith uh, continues uh, his torrid pace as Cam Newton's number one target against Buffalo. Uh, number three for me in PPR, I've got Miles Austin. Uh, what did he catch, like 
40, 50 receptions last week. <laughs> it just yeah, looked like he, Romo went to him every play. He, he caught everything that Witten didn't. Yeah, um, and I guess, again, Kansas City has a good defense, um, but they're probably going to try to bottle up Dez, and I see Miles Austin again being that uh, safety blanket with Witten for, for Romo. And number four for me, Vincent Brown with Philadelphia. Um, I think he's going to continue on his rapport. He only had two or three receptions last week, but he did get a touchdown. Uh, I think that he'll continue to improve. And he was really close to his second one. He got stopped at the one-yard line. Okay. I did not see the game, um, so that is good to know. Number five for me, I like Marlon Marlon Brown uh, versus Cleveland. Um, Last week we saw Brian Hartline abuse Buster Scrine, and Marlon Moore is physically very similar to Brian Hartline, only he's probably faster. Um, and I think that the Flacco will t- and the Ravens will take advantage of it. You can't really – tough to run on the Browns' defense, but you certainly can throw on their second corner. What have you got, Regan? Well, I obviously I have Peyton and Eli number one and number two in quarterbacks. So I'm going to go with uh, – switch it up and go Victor Cruz number one and Demarius Thomas number two for wide receivers. Um, everybody saw <laughs> first half of the game when everybody was complaining uh, that the wrong Thomas was catching all the balls and um, oh geez my season is up in the air after one <laughs> half because Demarius Thomas didn't catch anything um, obviously he finished the game fine so get those two guys in your lineup number three Larry Fitzgerald he showed last week that he's got some uh, s- some comfort and some chemistry with with uh, Carson Palmer, and he loves having a a real quarterback on the field. Welcome back to fantasy football relevancy, Larry Fitzgerald. It's glad to see you again. Uh, number four, I've got I've got Brian Hartline. Actually, I think Joe Hayden will be on Mike Wallace, so I think Wallace is going to end up being a very expensive decoy for the second week in a row. I just hope that this doesn't turn into baby fits for him, and he starts melting that locker room. <laughs> and number five. Um, Brandon Marshall. He is a catching machine. Doesn't matter. PPR, the standard PPR. I don't care what, what scoring you have. Brandon Marshall is a top three wide receiver in the league. And it's obvious that Jay Cutler targets him as much as he possibly can. I saw parts of the Chicago game last week and literally Jay Cutler did not take his eyes off of Brandon Marshall <laughs> and they still couldn't stop him. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, un, un, until it's uh, un, until that changes, yeah, Brandon Marshall's going to be a fixture on this list also. I agree. It it it's unbelievable how heavily they target him, and teams still can't seem to shut him down. Uh, moving on to tight ends, you guys for hot five. We've eat again. I'll eat crow. He was, I believe, the number one tight end last week, scoring tight end last week, and he almost put up close to forty points in a PPR if he had not had uh, the ball poked out by the honey badger, Jared Cook. Uh, against Atlanta this week, he was. I, last week I told you I, didn't, I wouldn't believe it until I saw it. Well, he, I saw it. The man looks like a stud at tight end, and it looks like Bradford is going to target him heavily this year. Uh, and he's very, very highly involved in their passing game. I like him as my number one for this week. Number two, I've got Jordan Cameron. Uh, I didn't like him last week. He proved me wrong in a PPR. He caught, uh, went for a touchdown against Miami. Number three, of course, Jimmy Graham. Number four, Greg Olson. I look to have a bounce-back game. Uh, Seattle kind of shut him down, and I think he'll find some running room uh, to catch some passes and get open against Buffalo. Number five for me, Julius Thomas. I think he's the real deal. I think you've got if you've got him on your team, you start him. Peyton Manning has made much less athletic men into phenomenal fantasy tight ends. So I think Thomas uh, has a lot of upside and will be of extreme value for you going forward. 
Alright, let's see. Once again, number one, um, Jimmy Graham. He's the most talented tight end out there, and he's on the, well, Peyton Manning's team, the Denver Broncos, could 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 challenge us as the the most passing team. But uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm still gonna roll with the horse until uh, somebody takes him out from underneath me, Jimmy Graham. I did move Jordan Cameron up to number two this week. I did not have him on. No, I did have him on the list last week, but I had him lower. He he looks like the real deal. Um, geez, that that kid's a stud, and I think his I think he's just gonna grow in talent. Um. Brent Selleck looked like he was going to get a lot of of looks in this new offense. I know last year Michael Vick did not look for Brent Selleck. Him and Michael Vick did not have very good chemistry. But uh, through one week, so far so good, I think. Um, I think that uh, that tight end comes in handy in this offense, and I'm going to look for Brent Selleck to have another good game. Uh, obviously, Tony Gonzalez and... He's another one that'll just always be on the list. And Jason Witten is rounds out my top five. Get those guys in your lineup this week. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the cold five. Okay. Um, I didn't do too bad on my hot fives last week. I, I was, I think I had at, at least three out of out of all of my, at least three in my hot five on every category was a very good start. My cold five, on the other hand, yeah, that that one did not look very good. A lot of the guys in my cold five. Um, <laughs> We're, we're we're top ten in scoring, so um, I apologize for that if you actually sat the guys. But uh, how did yours look? Uh, I think I did okay with cold five for quarterback. Um, I I haven't reviewed them as intensely as you have. I probably should start maybe writing an article as well, uh, so I can keep tabs on it a little bit more closely. Oh, um, I yeah, I think my my cold running backs were the ones that that killed me last week, and probably receivers as well. Um, I think I think I did okay for the quarterbacks uh, for you guys. Well, let's but, um, let, let's hear what you got for quarterbacks this week. Okay, uh, for for number one, I've got Joe Flacco uh, playing Cleveland. I know he did he was okay last week, um, but I think Hayden's a, a shutdown corner. He's going to eliminate Torrey Smith, and they're going to have to run their offense through Dallas Clark and uh, Marlon Brown, and we'll see if he can get it done. I've also got Carson Palmer against Detroit. I think Detroit actually had a pretty decent pass defense last week, even though they were playing Palmer. Playing Palmer, but I think uh, <laughs> oh, oh. I, I think there are better options this week than, than Palmer. Um, number three, surprise, I've got Tony Romo. I think that the Chiefs have a legit um, defense, pass defense. They're at home for the opener, and I think he may struggle against them. Uh, number four, EJ Manuel going against Carolina. This is a Carolina defense that gave uh, Russell Wilson fits last week, and I don't think the rookie is going to have a great game. Number five for me, I know I, I told you to start him last week. I was wrong. Uh, ben Roethlisberger with the loss of Pouncey in addition to the other injuries on their offensive line. I can't recommend starting this guy. I would sit him. Okay. I like uh... – well, oh, I like. I don't like. <laughs> Cold five. So let's go with Alex Smith against the Dallas defense. Um, I like Dallas's defense looked pretty decent last week. I, I liked how they reacted in the in the Tampa two, uh, Monty Kiffin's defense. Ben Roethlisberger, I'm in agreement with you. He looked lost last week for some reason, and he's playing a Cincinnati defense that I expected to be the number one defense last week, and uh, they kind of took a beating, so I'm expecting Cincinnati's defense to bounce back big time. 
Brandon Whedon against Baltimore. This is another one. Um, Baltimore absolutely took a whipping from Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos, and I expect that defense to play a lot better than they did last week, and I expect them to come out pissed. And I expect poor Brandon Whedon to get pretty beat up, even though I do have Jordan Cameron, one of his players, um, in the hot five. So overall, though, I don't think Whedon's going to have a good game. Christian Ponder and E.J. Manuel against Carolina's defense. I liked Carolina's defense. Looked pretty stout last week, too, against Russell Wilson. So um, that rounds out my cold five quarterbacks. All right. Uh, moving on to running back. Uh, for number one, I've got uh, sit Ray Rice. I know if you drafted him, he's probably a first-round pick. You probably can't sit him. Uh, but that Cleveland front seven is legit, and they gave the Miami um, O-line fits last week. I would anticipate them doing the same thing against Cleveland. I would not be surprised if Ray Rice did not did not have a great game. Number two for me, Steven Jackson. Uh, I liked what St. Louis's D-line did last week, and I think they, they kind of shut him down. Number three, Ryan Matthews uh, versus Philly. I, honestly, I was shocked. I liked what Philly's defense did last week against uh, um, Alfred Morris and in the first half. Number four for me, Frank Gore on Sunday night at Seattle. I think the Seattle defense shows up uh, and shuts the running game down. And number five, this is going to be very surprising for some, but uh, C.J. Spiller for me is a sit. He's going up against Carolina defense that looked really good last week against Marshawn Lynch and... Um, I would not play C.J. Spiller this week. All right, I've got – I'm with you on Ryan Matthews, but for a different reason. I didn't think he looked good except for getting the garbage touchdown. So I'm going to sit him against that Philadelphia defense also. Uh, D'Angelo Williams against Buffalo's defense. Um, any running backs from Denver and any running backs from Pittsburgh, until further notice, don't start them. And I, too, at number five, have C.J. Spiller. I'm not saying don't start him if you've got him as a number one draft pick. But I think, like you said, against Carolina's defense, who showed up last week against the run, this may be his second mediocre week. And it might be a buy-low candidate after this week. So keep that in mind um, coming out of this week that uh, if Spiller has another off game, he's not going to be facing uh, defenses like this all season long. So this might be a possible time for panicked owners to buy low on him. So for this week, yes, he's on my cold five, but I'm not advocating don't start him. Just, um, you know, don't be surprised if he doesn't have a, 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 a super solid game. Yeah, and I, I guess I'll, I'll take that back. I mean, you, you're not going to probably sit C.J. Spiller, and I wouldn't. Unless you have a stacked team, you probably don't have anybody else to start over him. But like Regan said, just really, I would – be surprised if he if he you know scores double digits for you. He's probably not going to have a huge game. Yep. All right. What do you got for wide receivers? Wide receivers. Uh, uh, the old man Bolden had a massive game last week, uh, but I don't. I just don't see it this week against Seattle. Um, I could be wrong, but I wouldn't anticipate as high num high scoring numbers for him in a PPR. Um, there's not a lot of people for Kaepernick to go to, um, and I think Seattle will do a really good job of Keenan and Bolden. I've also got Torrey Smith. Uh, going up against Hayden, I think well, Smith and Mike Wallace have very similar games in that they get deep with that fast speed and Bernie for long touchdowns. And I think Hayden is phenomenal at shutting those type of receivers down. I don't think he has a good game. Number three for me, Antonio Brown against Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's defense is, shows up angry. 
and I think they put a lot of pressure on Roethlisberger. I don't think he has a good game, and in turn, I don't think his receivers have a very good game either. And number four for me, a guy that had a big game last week, you may be tempted to sneak him in as a flex, uh, Jerome Simpson. I would not play him against Chicago. Um, and then number five for me, uh, Marcus Colston. I think Revis shuts him down this week, and I don't think he has a great game. All right. My number one is Eddie Royal. Eddie Royal had a uh, uh, a top 20 game last week. Don't be fooled by it. Um, he had 24 yards and two touchdowns. So obviously he was targeted a little bit and, and got in some special plays, but don't go throwing Eddie Royal in your lineup in a three-wide receiver league. Just no, just don't do it. Um, I'm also not going to buy the hype on Leonard Hankerson. I think that was a game plan last week to uh, get Pierre Garcon out of uh, out of the game. And I don't expect that to continue. I think that Pierre Garcon going forward is going to be the wide receiver to own on the Redskins. And you could tell that even even last year when, when Garcon was hurt, they kind of bounced around from receiver to receiver, and the different guys would have different would have good games on different weeks. Don't buy the hype on the Doug Baldwin, Jermaine Curse in Seattle. I fully expect Golden Tate uh, to rise to the top and be the number one wide receiver going forward. So don't go overspending on those guys in your in your uh, waivers or anything like that. And I do also have Anquan Bolden. Not that I'm saying don't start him because it looked like he's got really great chemistry with Colin Kaepernick, but don't expect him to do that every week. If, if you're expecting him to do that every week, obviously now they've got defenses have have uh, film on it, and they're going to look to eliminate Bolden a little bit more because they saw what Kaepernick and him did together. So I, I wouldn't expect that, especially this week against the Seattle's defensive backs. All right, great. We'll move quick on to tight ends for the for cold five this week. Uh, number one for me, I've got Vernon Davis uh, again. I'll happily eat my words uh, he has a big game, but I think Seattle keys in on him as well as Bolden. And and I I, I, honest, I don't think San Francisco is going to have a great game this week. It could be wrong, uh, but that's the way I'm seeing it. Uh, number two for me, Jermaine Gresham against Pitt. Um, I don't see him having a big game. Pittsburgh is reeling in quite a few ways, but their pass defense is fairly adequate, and I think they shut Gresham down. Uh, number four for me is Martellus Bennett. Uh, I think... Cutler only has eyes for Marshall, and I think that, that Minnesota has a decent enough defense to defend against the tight end. Number five for me is Antonio Gates uh, in a game where Phillips Rivers really went off. Or number four, excuse me, is, is Antonio Gates in a game where last week where Rivers went off and threw for four touchdowns. Uh, he didn't heavily target Gates, and Gates actually had a bad game scoring under seven points in PPR. Uh, number five for me. Uh, is Charles Clay with Miami uh, playing at Indy. Indy is fairly decent against tight ends, and I think they uh, do a good job defending Clay. And I honestly think that Miami starts giving their other tight ends, whether it's Sims and uh, possibly Agnew, some chances to flash and see what they've got in the other guys as well. All right. Uh, my number one, I also have Antonio Gates for the exact same reasons. I just don't think he has it. He looked a little bit spry on one run. I saw him do a, do a, a catch and run on one play, and he looked very spry. But he wasn't as as into the game plan as I thought he would be. Uh, number two is going to shock you. I have Julius Thomas. You have him as your number one 
hot start, right? Uh, number five, but he, yeah, he's in there. I oh, mean, number five, but yeah, he's in your hot. I actually have him in my cold, not because I don't think so. Um, and I'm not saying don't start him, but I don't think he's going to have, again, like some of these other guys, I don't think he's going to have that kind of game. Obviously, uh, defenses are going to see that and key on him a little bit. And um, I, I just, there's so many mouths to feed on that team that, we could see that happening where a different guy has a different has is the big game for the week and i don't know if they can sustain three guys being number one scorers every single week i i, I do expect a shootout this week but i don't know if it's going to be uh i i i just think that i i think that last week's game was more a product of of eric decker dropping passes and him having the opportunity than it being a weekly thing Number three, also I have Vernon Davis for the same reasons against uh, against Seattle's defensive defensive backs and linebackers. I also have Dallas Clark. Don't get on that hype. He had a good game out of necessity. <laughs> um, don't 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 get on that a- aging. I won't say ageless. I'll say aging wonder. And number five, I have Zach Miller. He had an okay game, but I like I said, I just don't know if the tight ends there are going to be a hard part of their game plan week in and week out in Seattle either. All right. So that takes care of this week's Tinker Time podcast. Um, Obviously, like we've said before, these aren't musts. You guys play with your heart, follow your heart, play who you wish, play your studs if so be it. I'm not going to advocate not playing a stud. So anything else that you needed to add tonight, Ash? Um, no, I think the the point of the podcast is is straightforward in the name. It's Tinker Time. It's time Sunday morning when you get in and you play with your roster a little bit. And we're just giving you some of our thoughts, and we hope you enjoy it. All right, man. For Asher Curzon, uh, I'm Regan Yant. You guys have a good uh, afternoon. Hope you guys good 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 luck today with your games. 